Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Chuck Turner. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. Today, I am chatting with a friend of mine, um, Chuck Turner, and I had him on the podcast uh, last year, and he is a personal trainer here in the Minneapolis area. His business is called Movement Lab, and he can be found at movement-lab.com. And um, we chat everything from basically how to get in movement on a daily basis, as well as his cold shower challenge. And we really dive into why cold water and how that's made such a difference in his life. And um, we chat about the burpee challenge he did for his birthday and motivation versus habit formation and um, everything in between. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy today's episode. So without further ado, here is today's episode with Chuck. Welcome back to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I have Chuck Turner on today, and this is his second time on the um, Peaceful Power Podcast. If you want to check out his first interview, it was episode number 52. So that is where you can listen to a little bit more of his background story. So today, um, he is going to be my guest this month for focusing on how we can move our body on a daily basis and do it in kind of maybe fun and unique ways. So that's why I wanted to bring Chuck on today. So I want to first know from you, Chuck, what are you most excited about right now in your life? Well, first off, thanks for having me back. I thought I bombed so hard on my first one that I'd never get an invite. (laughs) So I appreciate, I appreciate you bringing me back. We're our own worst critics. You were totally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what am I excited about right now? Um, There's there's a lot of things that I'm excited about. Um, As I said in the first interview, this is the second career for me. Um, Now, with that being said, I've been doing it now for about eight years and so um, this is a passion. So everything, for the most part, I'm excited about. Uh, one of the things that just kind of comes to mind is, is I'm, I'm 48 right now, and I will be turning 49 in September. And I'm really excited for what 50 is going to look like for me and, and fitness. Um, you know, when I was growing up, and this is probably true for you as well, um, is, you know, you're younger and you look up and you see somebody who's like even 40 and you think, oh my God, they're, they're old. And that's what 40 or that's what 50 looked like to you when you were young. Yes. And now with this kind of movement revolution, um, you, you know, you, you look at like the CrossFit games and you got, you know, the seniors division where there's people competing in CrossFit at, at 60, you know, doing pull-ups. And it's just like, wow, this is what, 40 and 50 and 60 is going to look like. And so um, I guess if I had to just pick one thing, I would say that. Uh, If I could pick two things, I'd say I got some pretty cool clients right now that are actually moving the needle. And what I mean by that is you usually bring people in, you know, you kind of take whatever their goals are and then you, you watch them move. And then, you know, I have my goals for them and then we sit down and we try to get to a happy medium. And once we figure that a person can start moving towards their goals. They actually start moving the needle and getting the things that they want. So um, I got a few clients right now that that's happening with as we speak. And I'm just super excited about that. Mm, I love that. Um, Yeah. And that's, I can definitely relate to that. And, you know, 
I will all be 35 this year. And that's where I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I used to think of this age as so old. And now that I'm 35, I was like, wow, I still feel like I'm 18. And that's, I mean, a good, a good right? thing. And so I think that's, yeah. you know, I have one of the gals I was just training who I think she's 83. She said, and I was having her do medicine ball slams and she loved it. And I was, I told her, I'm like, I work with a lot of, you know, senior citizens. And I have to say that you are probably in, you know, the best health that I've worked with. And she said, you know, it's a state of mind. It really is. I just do not um, perceive my body as old or frail or breaking down. And whatever you give to me, I think I can do this. And I'm like, it, it shows. I mean, I think a lot of that is that mindset. Yeah, that that's so awesome that that's happened. And I have a few clients um, that are experienced as well. And it's just like, you know, you give them a, a, a like you said, a, a slam ball or you give them a, like a, a sled to push or you give them just the stuff that traditionally you would think only, you know, college athletes do. And then you give these people the opportunity to, to, to really fully express their, their movement. I think that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. 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 And just not putting those limitations that we might have used to, um, you know, I guess like your traditional, maybe sit in a chair and, you know, just do body weight things and we're expanding the box on that and saying, well, why can't we? Yeah, exactly. So I agree. I, and, and would you say 38? 30, I'm going to be 35, Chuck, not 38. 35, man. You're aging me already. 35. Um, I know, my birthday is in September as well. When is, what day oh, is okay. September? Uh, the 6th. Okay, mine is the 17th, Vir- so close. <laughs> oh, so you're Virgo. That's why we get along so well. All, right. I, all my brothers are as well, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It must well, be cool. <laughs> yeah, now I'll remember. One of my brothers shares a birthday with you, so I am going to remember your birthday now. I'm like, all right. Okay. So cool. I want to know now a little bit about um, you were doing a cold shower challenge with your clients. So I want to know what that looked like and what, like, how did you come about wanting to try that? Well, I'm always, like I, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to redefine in my mind what aging is. So I'm always trying to, you know, anything that, that comes along, whether I catch it on YouTube or I catch it in a podcast because I listen to a lot of podcasts or I catch it with just some of the reading, um, anything that will um, help a person live longer and not just live longer, but actually experience the quality of life that they would like to have. Um, later in life, I, it just grabs my attention. And I don't even know what I was looking at on YouTube, but I stumbled across a guy by the name of Paul Check. You, you, you've heard of that guy, right? Yes, yeah. Paul Check? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Big, big health practitioner. I mean, he's been in the game forever. He's just a, a god uh, to, to a lot of people that are, that are in our industry. And uh, he was just talking about all the health benefits of a cold shower. And kind of tying those health benefits into some of the me- mental obstacles that we run into, you know, like, so your nervous system is weak if you're not willing to take a five minute shower, right? And I don't like to think about any part of my body being weak, but he's right. I mean, you know, we have, we live here in Minnesota. So mm-hmm. in the winter time, we're turning up the heat as soon as we can, right? I mean, I've been guilty of starting my car and heating it up before getting in it. Like, <laughs> I need it warm. And then in, <laughs> the, in the summer, right? And then in the summertime, you know, it's, it's, if, if it goes above 75, people are blasting the AC. <laughs> and so 
we as human beings who, you know, I mean, I don't know what you believe in, but I believe in, you know, we evolution. You know, at mm-hmm. one point we were hunters and gatherers and we didn't have AC and we didn't have heat, right? So our bodies evolved being able to handle all of these extremes, right? Mm-hmm. But you fast forward to today and we just like shrink ourselves into like just this small range of temperature that we feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I believe after listening to him and then actually after doing the challenges that that those things bleed over into mental challenges too. You know, if you have a, a hard day and you get up in the morning and it's just like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. I got all this stuff going on and this is challenging and I just, you know, and, and it's, I think just like the cold shower, when you get used to being uncomfortable, like after, you know, the first week of doing this cold shower challenge, um, I could tell that I was comfortable in different degrees of, of weather, right? Mm-hmm. So I, now I'm, I did it in the summertime. I'm not going to lie. I did it over the month of June, right? So I kind of <laughs> cheated. But ever since then, I haven't been turning on my AC. And you've been here. I mean, we, I mean, in the house it's on because my wife just wasn't. She's not there yet, but <laughs> but in the car when I'm driving around, I've noticed that, you know, I don't need the AC. Hmm. Um, I've also noticed that um, when it comes to doing things that are challenging in my day, it, it doesn't seem so extreme now that, I mean, a five-minute cold shower, now that's extreme, right? And if mm-hmm. you can get into the shower and make that choice, because each time you jump in there, I can turn it to hot or I can turn it to cold, right? Mm -hmm. And if you think that if you turn it to cold, you are actually exercising that that thermostat muscle. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps across the board. And so um, once I watched that video, I watched another video um, that kind of got me motivated as well. And then, you know, I I got a couple of groups that I've trained, uh, groups of, you know, anywhere from seven to 10 people. And so whenever I'm trying something, guess what? They get to try something or I try to challenge them to do it. Yep. So I got about nine people and we just did a closed uh, Facebook page. And then we just said, okay, here's the deal. 30 days of cold showers. You have to be under the cold water for at least two minutes. Okay. Right? So you can get in there when, it, when it's warm. You can soap up. You can even rinse off, but you got to turn it over to the cold and experience it for at least two minutes. And the thing that we found, well, personally, I liked it because, you know, you get up in the morning, that's the first thing I do. You know, my first client's at at five, and so I'm out of the bed at at four and in the shower by 4.05, right? Mm -hmm. And you do not get out of a cold shower sluggish. So... (laughs) I found that I haven't been drinking a whole lot of coffee. I was just going to ask that. I was like, so you don't need coffee anymore. (laughs) You don't need it. No. And then you are laser focused after a cold shower in terms of that cold water is such an assault on your nervous system. Everything gets loud in that water and you're breathing and you cannot breathe shallow, right? You're breathing deep, right? For a good two minutes of just good uh, oxygen concentration just you're up in the oxygen concentration in your blood and there's a thought on your nervous system so as soon as you cut it off it's just like and you're just like focused and it was just like it was I mean after the first couple days I'm like this little bit of discomfort is worth this Mm. and so um all the people 
you know, that, that, that did it now report that they don't even take, like, I can't even take a hot shower now, <laughs> you know? And there's just so many benefits. I mean, you know, you, if you're working out really hard, you, you're building up a big fire on the inside of your body, which, which is a form of inflammation, right? What better way to cool that fire down is with a cold shower. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still, I mean, I'm still doing it. You know, I took a cold shower this morning. It, it, it's changed my life a little bit. So how have like the cold waters translated to your workout routine or have you noticed even in your clients, like, are you able to maybe go a little bit longer or lift heavier or anything like that? Well, so the one thing that I noticed is that I'm, 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 I'm less particular about my actual workout now that I've, I've spent some time being uncomfortable. So I'll give you an example. So, you know, we work in these gyms. Um, I also train out of my garage, but what I do is I pack a bag for when I want to run or for when I want to work out. So if I get a cancellation, then I, I, I try to be ready to spring into action so that I can get my workout in. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I will, I'll dick, I'll, I'll kind of be selective on what kind of workout it is. Cause then if, if I got to take a shower before the next client, or if I got to, you know, if I got to change clothes and I just like, I'll just, I'll just kind of change the workout based on what I feel like I, I want to, how much I want to be inconvenient. Since the cold showers, it's just like, I don't even think about that. It's just like, look, I got 45 minutes. I can do a two mile run. I can do some pull-ups and I can do some push-ups, And then I don't even have to worry about sweating when I get out of the shower because that cold water is going to cool me down. It's going to put that fire out and I'm, I'm just going to be ready to go. And I'm going to be focused and, and alert for my clients. Um, I feel like I can, I've been working out more because it is actually a form of recovery, mm. right? The, the, the sooner you can, warm or, or cool your body back down the sooner your body can get to the business of recovery. Yeah. So, um, which is why you see a lot of professional athletes jumping in those ice baths after, you know, a, a hard workout or after even a game. Yep. So I used to um, do that. I yeah. Oh, it, yeah, that's right. But definitely. That's right. And my, and I just want to tell you an Ayurvedic point with this, cause this is just coming up, but so right now we're in summer and it's the pitta season. So it's hot. So it would make sense why like those cold showers are great during this time of year to pacify that pitta and that inflammation because those two tie together. Now, this mm -hmm. is what I'm going to be curious to see um, how you do this winter with that. Because then in Ayurveda, we're, you know, kind of, we're going to be moving into the vata and then kapha time of year, which don't always enjoy that cold temperature and being in Minnesota, the cold temperature outside. So I'm going to be curious to see how this goes in the winter. If it dries you out too much, or if you notice the same benefits, um, cause this is really fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, that's another thing that I've noticed. And, and I think I said this earlier is that, you know, usually, you know, I, I like my skin. I like to, I like to take care of my skin. So I, I moisturize after the shower, but since I've started taking these cold showers, I've noticed that I don't have to moisturize as much. It's almost like the hot water is stripping the natural oils off your skin mm -hmm. and then you're using soap to finish it off. So mm -hmm. I get out of the shower and my skin is just dry. But with these cold showers, it's just like, I still got some oil on my skin and not the like, I feel dirty. I didn't do a good job kind of oil, but just like, it's not as dry, you know? That's interesting. Um, and then one of the other benefits of it 
is that, you know, when you get, when your body is exposed to cold temperatures, one of the first survival things that kicks in is your body wants to take that blood and bring it into the core because it wants to protect your vital organs, right? Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you get hot, right, your, your body wants to raise those veins to the surface and, and, and push the blood out to the extremities so that you can cool the blood, right? Yes. So the more you do that, the more efficient your body becomes at dealing with the extreme. So yes, I'm excited too, um, but I also follow another individual, his name is Wim Hof, who does a lot of breath work. Okay. All right, so tell us again, Wim Hof and his breath work. Yeah, so Wim Hof, and he is, uh, I think he's, he's, he's Swedish the sweetest physician who started doing a lot of work with a lot of breath work talking about how, um, you know, most disease thrives in an acidic environment. Um, talking about, you know, inside your body mm -hmm. and how you can change the, the environment, the, 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 the acidic environment through just breath work. So if you supercharge your bloodstream with oxygen, Right now, all of a sudden, you change that that environment into a less acidic and more alkaline, and disease doesn't thrive as well. Now, on top of that, if you supercharge your your, your bloodstream, then you can do a lot more anaerobically than you could before without the training. And you know, anaerobic is without oxygen, and aerobic is with oxygen. Um, and then he's also done that to endure. Uh, used it to help him endure extremes like cold and hot. Most of his work is done in cold um, temperatures, but uh, yeah, no, he, he's, yeah, look this guy up. I mean, I can even include a link or give you a link to the stuff that I, or the two videos that I spoke of earlier about the cold shower and then Wim Hof. But uh, yeah, these guys are, are doing some interesting things, pushing the envelope on, on quality of life and, and, and performance at every level. So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see too, but yeah, that's that. I get, love that. We were just yeah, talking about this. Comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's the same with training, you know, like that same premise. Yeah. And, um, in my Ayurveda school, we literally were just talking about the breath and, um, you know, breathing more through our nose versus our mouth and for gut health purposes. And one of our teacher was saying that her teacher um, who does a ton with breathwork research was saying to breathe in and many different environments. So like not only where you live locally, but like driving a few hours out and breathing in, like they live in the mountains, but going to the mountains and then going towards the ocean. Cause they also live by the ocean. Um, cause they're off on the East coast, but like all of that, she said that helps build up your gut health, which I think is so fascinating. And that's more through breathing in through the nose and not just through your mouth and the benefits of that. Huh. So I think that's um, kind of along the lines. And I want to say it's The Oxygen Advantage is the book that she recommended to check out if anyone was interested okay. in that. So that might be something huh. that you might even enjoy too, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. And I'm on board with the get outside and outside the city and breathe some of that air. I mean, we, are, we have become, become such zoo humans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's like going to the zoo... You know, looking at the lion going, is that how they look in the wild? I don't know, you know. And then you look at the, the enclosure and you're like, is that what their environment looks like? I don't know. And I, I would argue that the same could be said for us. You know, look at our workspaces and, oh, yeah. and, and look at us. Right? Yeah. Artificial lighting. 
Uh, I mean, a lot of the female clients I work with are like, I'm freezing at work because of they keep the AC so low for a lot of the female bodies. Like we just prefer it a little bit warmer than males. And that's where like all of those little things that make a difference and no windows and just kind of stuck in potentially a cubicle. Like that's not hitting workplace, which I'm sure you lived for so many years. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad I'm done with that. But <laughs> so speaking of that person, I apologize so- to the listeners that work in a job right now. I'm working my best. I need to learn how to keep that to myself. <laughs> but thinking of that, um, like so many people might have that as their reality. How can we add in movement into their days? Just like, you know, at their job, like, what do you suggest for people who might be that is their reality and they might come to the gym and work out for half an hour or so but how else can they add in more movement in their day oh, okay that's a that's a good one I can where where can I start um so I have a couple of corporate wellness accounts where that's exactly what I do I, I go to work I go to the, 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 these places and I talk to people about the occupational hazards of their job now if they're sitting you know, we're talking about a closed hip position for eight hours a day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year, right? Your body will begin to form into the position that you put it in the most. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting eight hours a day, you, you probably had to drive to work, which means you were sitting, right? And if you sit at work, you probably sit at home. So we're finding that a lot of people are spending, you know, in excess of 14 hours a day in a closed hip position, right? And then as a result of it, you know, people aren't using their glutes anymore and the low back is paying the price. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the way this thing came up to me is I had a lot of clients that were showing up to work out, bent over, not knowing they were bent over going to get dressed. And I'm like watching them walk. And I'm just like, I can't hand you a kettlebell right now. You know, I got to get you upright. I got to reclaim your, your positioning and then we can work. Right. So it's like we're spending 40 minutes mobilizing and then, we finally get you to where you can work out. And then we're only spending 20 minutes trying to help you get to your goal. Um, So then it started, I started to realize that the work that I do in the gym with my clients, that's important, but really digging into what they're doing when they're the other 23 hours that they're not with me, because that's affecting us moving the needle to where we want to go. So then that took me to a different level. And then I just started trying, like looking at how can, why is it that we have to get together for one hour a day to move? I mean, farmers don't do that. Hunters and gatherers don't do that. So if your reasoning for not moving more is just that you don't have time, well, how can we, how can we intertwine that with just your daily life? Right? So I read a couple of books, um, one in particular, I hired a seal by uh, Jesse Isler. Oh, Amazing, yeah. hilarious <laughs> book. And if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna look at movement on a different level, check out that book. But that book inspired me to try a couple of different things. And and and, and what I mean by that is just getting people to erase the boundaries. Mm. And when you erase the boundaries, you say, okay. I need to move more. I'm going to pick a movement. I'm going to pick one thing. And like say push-ups, right? Now everybody's work environment won't allow them to do this, but they could do air squats. And you could say, you know what? I want to get 300 air squats done 
before I get back in the bed. So then what you could do is you could do the math on that, like divide that up, like say I'm going to do 10 at a time, right? And then set your clock. And each time your, your smartphone clock goes off, drop what you're doing and do your 10 air squats. And then reset the clock and then drop what you're doing and then do the, 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 the 10 air squats. That's movement and it counts. It doesn't have to be done in one hour. In fact, I would say that you're probably going to be a better mover because your body's going to get used to doing it all day, not preparing for just one hour to do it. Right? Yes. And so, um, I mean, that would be my suggestion. Um, I mean, in fact, I've even like, like, you know, the other day, um, I had to cut my grass and I didn't have enough time to work out. And, and that's the thing about being a trainer is that if you're a trainer and you're, and you're good, you're busy. Yeah. Right. Which means that if you're in love with working out, you don't get to work out as much <laughs> as you would like to. I mean, so, cause you're trying to help other people work out. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a father, like I am, and if you're a husband, like I am, it's not like you can just, you know, so you have to, like I said, I got my bag ready to go at the drop of the dot, <laughs> at the drop of the hat to, to start working out. But um, what I did, though, is I said, okay, um, now I, I have an advantage because I have a full gym in my garage. But all I did was like, okay, I'm going to set my clock for 10 minutes, and every 10 minutes I'm going to stop the lawnmower, I'm going to go in the garage, I'm going to do some push-ups, and I'm going to do some rows, and then I'm going to go back to cutting the grass. Now, it's going to take me a little bit longer to cut the grass, but that's okay because I'm going to get both of the things that I needed to get done and I'm going to feel better about myself and I'm going to be a happier human being because of it. Um, and so I try to look at different ways like that, that you can, you can integrate it and then try to get people to be like, look, you know, first off, I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm not first to say, Hey, you don't need a trainer. Cause Hey, <laughs> I'm still looking <laughs> for clients, but, um, but you don't though. You don't. I mean, you know, if you don't have the, 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 you know, the disposable income to, to get a trainer, then, you know, there's some basic primal movements that you can do. I mean, push-ups are good for human beings. Um, squats are good for human beings. You know, core work is good for human beings. And you could just pick just a couple of movements and just say, all right, well, Tuesday, I'm going to do this movement. And I'm going to do it all day long. Or, you know, or I'm going to pick these three. I'm just going to alternate in between those three. Um, a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to get sweaty and stuff. And I guess, well, take the cold shower and you, you'll, you'll, you won't worry about that stuff anymore. You just don't, you know, you're not as particular when you're taking these cold showers. I'm telling you, it's the magic pill. <laughs> <sighs> no, those are, I mean, those are great ideas. And I, I love that. It's just, I mean, you kept it simple and that's what I think. Sometimes we overthink of what a routine has to be when it really can be some basic movements. And there's so many free resources out there too, that, you know, like you did a burpee challenge a few years ago too, for your birthday, you know, like that is something people can do too. I mean, it doesn't have to be so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you care about your burpee burpee challenge? (laughs) <laughs> what's that i want you to share about your burpee challenge quick oh the burpee challenge the burpee in case anyone challenge. wants to try it i am the burpee king <laughs> okay so what i decided um let's see i'm 48 now when i turned 47 i decided that i wanted to do something to tell to show people how you just need to move every day Everything that's invented today is so that we don't move, mm-hmm. right? 
I mean, you can order groceries, which I, I which I, I do <laughs> when I work out. But you can order groceries to your home, and so you don't have to go to the grocery store. You can order alcohol, spirits, have them delivered to your home, so you don't even have to do that. Pizza, you can do your Christmas shopping. Um, we got these rear view cameras in our car now. You don't even have to turn around to 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 back up anymore, right? So. Um, and I think that we're we're running into issues because of it, right? Yeah. Um, if our bodies evolved not moving, then they would look completely different. So you need to move. So I was just kind of racking my brain, like, what can I do to just show people that no matter if you're tired, no matter if you're sick, you still got to move. So I just thought, you know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try to do burpees. And I'm like, well, I'm turning 47. I will just, or no, I'm turning. 48, no, 47. So I'm going to do 47 burpees a day for a year. No, okay. I said I'm going to do 47 burpees for 47 days every day, record it, and throw it on social media, right? Charles Turner, Facebook. Um, I am Chuck Turner, Instagram. You want to go check it out, check it out. There are 365 videos of me doing burpees every day. Now, if you know anything about endurance at, or, or, or events, not that this burpee thing is an endurance event because it only really takes, you know, a, a minute to three minutes to get 50 burpees done, right? But if you know anything about it, you have to, you have to, you have to play tricks on your mind because your mind will somewhat play tricks on you, mm-hmm. right? So I've run a number of marathons. And when you get into a marathon, no matter how much training you, you, you've done, at some point your your mind goes, "Hey Chuck, your your legs are tired. You're not you you can't finish this, right? You're gonna do something wrong, right?" And so, knowing this, knowing that my mind is gonna do this, I say, "Okay, mind. You see that guy up there with the red shirt on? Let's just catch him, and then we can stop, right?" So then usually your mind goes, okay, you make that agreement. And so you jog up and you catch that guy. And then your mind is going, okay, then you know, wait, 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 well, hold up. There's a guy over there with a blue shirt. Let's catch him. And I literally do that through the whole race. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is because when I first got the idea about doing the burpees every day, I thought, I don't know if my shoulders are going to hold up. Right. And Mm. I thought that because I'm the type of trainer that I believe in balance, Mm -hmm. right? Every muscle has a proper length and tension that it should be. And you should be balanced across the joint. Meaning if you go into the gym and you push, you should pull. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was doing things off camera to make sure that my shoulders would stay healthy, but Mm -hmm. I just wasn't sure. Right. I'm 47, like I said, you know, and so I got to the 40th day and I I figured, you know what? I don't like this uneven number and I think I can go longer. So in my mind, I kept telling myself, okay, I'm going to go 47 days. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go 50 days. Okay. I'm going to get to a hundred if I'm good. You know, and I just kept doing that in the back of my mind, knowing that I'm going for a hundred. So when I, when I, or for the full year. Mm -hmm. So when I got to 200, then it was just like, all right, I don't care what my mind says, I'm going for the full year. And so, yeah, man, every day I would have to figure out when I was going to do these burpees, set my phone up and do them. And it was an interesting, 
interesting um, experiment because I like to work out, but there were times where it was a struggle yeah. just to get these burpees done, right? And it gave me, it taught me empathy for my clients. Mm-hmm. But it also showed my clients, yeah, you see this day when I was sick and I couldn't really talk, but we were still working out. You see, I did my burpees that day, you know? And mm-hmm. so it was as much for me as it was for them. But And then now I look back at it, I'm just like, wow, that that's amazing. I mean, my son will be able to, you know, go on to my social media page and be like, dang, this dude, (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm probably going to do it again because, you know, I'm turning 49 in September and I want to do something big for 50. So I'm thinking about that or something else. And I got less than a month to figure it out. Uh, Yeah. I was trying to think of something for you, but I'll have to think on that. I like that. No. And I think those are great lessons. And, um, you know, I, that's, I mean, that's a nice, that's a nice thing to even just like add into your day and like, just to show people, I guess what's possible. Cause I know that, um, Kira Stokes, do you know, are you familiar with her, the trainer? Yeah. she. Uh, She's out in New York. She, um, she challenged one of her clients, Candace Cameron Beret, I know to like a push up challenge. And I think they did, I don't know if it was 50 pushups a day for a year, but something like that, where, you know, every day. And she just talked about like, even just breaking it up into tens throughout the day. So like maybe you do 10 in the morning, 10 in the afternoon, like set your timer or pump out 25 and then in the morning, 25 in the evening. And then just being able to look back and say, wow, I just did however much the math is. I'm not great at that, but 365 times 50, whatever that equates to, that's a lot of pushups that you did in the year. And, um, granted that's not for everyone, but that's a really cool, like something that you can use if you're just starting out as movement. Like you can just start with, maybe you just start with 10 squats and your goal is just to get in 10 squats a day. And that's where you start. Or you go outside, you walk half a mile and that's where you start. And that's something that, you know, it's, you don't need any equipment for, you know, for the most part, you can just go outside on a nice day or rainy day or snowy day, whatever, and just get a quick little walk in. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's one of the biggest obstacles that people kind of anticipate when they haven't been moving and they decide, okay, I'm going to commit to start moving is they think they start looking at all the stuff that they have to do. Right. Yes. And it's like, like okay, I got to start, I got to start packing clothes to work out or I got to, you know, start eating and, and preparing for this and I got to do this and I got to do that. And it's just like, don't think about that. Think about getting your first weekend and creating that first week body of work. Yeah. Right. So then you, at the end of the week, you look back and you're like, wow, that, that look at that body of work. It's only a week, but it's still a body of work. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can't do two, get me, get two bodies or two weeks behind me. And now I got two weeks. That's my body of work. Right. And then you're focusing on what you accomplished as opposed to focus on what you got to do to get to your goal. And so, yeah, I like that. um, One thing going that I was just kind of coming through too with that is like motivation versus habit formation versus being consistent. So this is something that I, when I asked, um, I don't know, probably a couple months ago now, I just kind of pulled my audience and saw what, what do you guys want to know about? And a lot of people said, um, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated? And I thought that was an interesting question because for me, maybe I used to, I guess I used to say like, yeah, I'm motivated. But as you just alluded to, there are days and we're trainers, we're not always motivated. 
but we still will get in the gym and do it. Like I have my same thing at the gym. I have a pocket of time. I have like maybe a 45 minute window where I can squeeze in my workout. If I don't, if I even delay just for 10 minutes, I know that my workout, A, I might not complete it. And B, like that is my window of time. I don't have any other time the rest of the day built in besides that window. And so it's not even about motivation because I'm not always motivated. I just know if I don't get it in, it's not going to happen. And it's that consistency and showing up for yourself. So I want to hear kind of your take on that consistency, habit, and motivation kind of themes. Yeah, well, you know, over the years, it's kind of changed. You know, I mean, when I was younger, it was about, I was motivated because I wanted to perform. I mean, you know, I was, I was in an environment where people were playing sports and, and uh, I'm six foot, but the, the guys that I was around were taller and bigger and stronger. So um, not wanting to be, you know, stopped by my physical obstacles. I wanted to figure out, you know, Hey, I was motivated, but I wanted, I got, I get stronger. I'm faster than these guys. So I just need to get stronger. Um, I've always kind of had discipline. Um, my, my mother and my stepfather were, were super strict with me. Um, almost to the point where I think they kind of cross some lines, <laughs> but the interesting thing is that it's, it's made me like super disciplined and a super hard worker. Um, the discipline please is if I say I'm going to do something to myself, I feel like if I don't follow through with that, then all everything, every it's, it's over. Like I cannot not be honest with myself. Yeah. So and you're an so, upholder if you're familiar with Gretchen Rubin's work, her four tendencies. I'm not. You, I'm cause not, I'm the, no. I'm the same way. So I'm also that upholder. And I know though, many people that we work with are not because most people um, need that accountability. And that's where I guess having the trainer comes into place because they will do it because we told them to, and they don't want to disappoint another person. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I, I experienced that because, um, you know, I look at my fitness as there are a lot of people watching me, you know, I mean, people train with me because, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, there's a number of reasons why people train with you. But one of the reasons is that they see that I'm on it and I'm doing it. Yep. And they, so they see that I'm doing it. Well, it's possible. I might not be able to get to where he's at, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. Right. And if I break down and I start, you know, you start catching me at the drive through at Dairy Queen, you know, then it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> this was, this was all for nothing. You know, we were following this prophet, not that I'm a prophet, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but I think there's balance so, in that too, because I mean, <laughs> I will go through Dairy Queen not often because that upsets my stomach, but like every once in a while and showing people that, Hey, you can still have a treat now and then is also, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, with that being said, I mean, I'm, it makes no sense to get into tip top shape if you can't have an old fashioned or a beer or, you know, or if you go to somebody's house and they're making, you know, deep dish pizza, I'm not going to be a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to eat the pizza. They make, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess that, that, that the discipline thing has kind of been steady throughout my whole life. I, I just feel like that's just something that was, I don't even know if that was just something that was in me or something that was created by my environment. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of the motivation, 
I, I pick different motivations, you know, I mean, like, you know, the shower challenge, I was motivated by that. Um, the, the burpee challenge, I was motivated by that. Um, trying to see what 50 is going to be like, mm-hmm. trying to see what 60 is going to be like, trying to really see what 70 is going to be like. That's a motivator for me. Um, knowing that it takes years, like you heard of the term old man strength or old woman strength. It's just like, you know, farmers, like these people have never stepped in a gym and lifted a weight, but they've been pushing cows and doing all kinds of stuff for years. So they got a, a certain amount of strength that will never leave them because their bones are denser, their muscles are tougher, they're, you know, and so, so the farmers, like my dad is a farmer and I can definitely see that. He's never lifted weights at all. And my brothers don't really lift weights and they're all like farmer strong, but they also throw hay bales around and my dad is digging trenches and tiles. So I can definitely see that, you know, just it's a different strength and a different, um, like they don't ever think about, Hey, let's go, let's go to the gym or let's go for a run. Right. So yeah, their environment requires, Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, no, go ahead. That. They yeah, does. I was just going to say that their, envi- their envi- environment requires that they move, right? Yes. And that they do these things. I mean, it's interesting because in our field, you know, you're teaching people how to do pull-ups and push-ups and use machines and stuff. And, and now we have a, a, an industry around fitness as a sport. So people mm-hmm. are actually doing pull-ups to get better at pull-ups. And I'm like, okay, but we do pull-ups so that, we can go out west and, 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 and do some trail hiking and climb up if you need to. Mm. Like, we're not, you know, that's, that's, that's what it should be about. I mean, you know, you come in here and you, and you or into a gym and, and you get good at pull-ups. I mean, that, that's great. But are you you're not using that? You're not applying that out in, in, in your life to improve your quality of life? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like just asking why, like what, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I guess that that's what, um, that's, that's part of the, the discipline too, or part of the motivation is just that again, I want to see what this is like at 70. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like some of the examples that we have been given, um, you know, if you consider pathology or catastrophe outside of that people being where they're at at 70 is a choice you know Mm -hmm. i i think i'm gonna run this experiment and see no i i Um, actually just started training with um a man who's 78 and was a doctor never never worked out a day in his life until 77 and he said yeah and he is i mean a a lot of injuries and a lot of ailments now. And he goes, I, that's the one thing I regret. I wish I would have started sooner and moving my body. He's like, and I was a doctor. I have no excuse. I know I was supposed to be doing it, but I just didn't, I didn't make the time. I didn't make it a priority. Um, I never made it a habit and I'm paying the price. And I was like, that is so, that is so interesting. And he just said, you know, I applaud you for, you know, starting early and knowing that this is important because it is important. And, you know, he's like, I am in, I live in a lot of pain now. And I was like, wow, it's, you know, and seeing that side of the coin, I guess, I mean, not everyone's going to experience that or get to, you know, see that and have people truthfully say, no, I don't feel good. I wish I would have done this earlier. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my yeah, last, I know, right? Uh, so on that yeah. note, <laughs> um, I want to know, I know, way to wrap up, Andrea. <laughs> so I want to know um, what I, again, you probably, you gave us a weekly challenge last time, but now this week, um, what would you like the weekly challenge to be? So you remember that week, that challenge? Was it something with your, was it going barefoot? Do you remember? No, 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 that's a good challenge. But no, no, my challenge was going a week without a pillow. Oh, that's right. That's right. You remember that? Yes. Yeah, how'd, that, how'd that week go? You know what? How'd I actually, go, Andrea? <laughs> I, I actually know, no joke. I tried it for a couple nights and I don't know why I got a pillow back. Cause I really, I did try it and I didn't mind it. Huh? Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's like, I forgot and I just like have pillows in the bed and I put them back, but I did actually try that for a couple nights and I didn't mind it. I guess I didn't notice that much of a difference. So then I didn't keep up with it, but that was a good one. Huh. <laughs> okay. Maybe if I was well, more consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta kind of have a little faith in it too. Like most people, you know, it's interesting because when you talk about like a person's comfort, we don't ever consider how much we try to protect that. Like I dare you to walk out in the street, just, just in front of your house. And the first person that walks by, talk to them about a cold shower. No, oh, hold on. Hold on. You know, <laughs> I'm not giving up my warm showers or, oh, your pillow. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not giving up my pillow. Right. Not realizing that we are so conditioned to be comfortable. It's almost like the only feelings that we feel are pain and comfort. We uh -huh. don't spend any time in the middle. Which and we're motivated by pain. Right? Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get them lined up, ready mm -hmm. to work out. If I do a couple push-ups and this is going to go away. Like. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting. People protecting that comfort. So, um, if I got an issue with challenge for this week, I'm gonna go with you know the theme: cold shower, one week, guidelines, <clears throat> one minute under cold water. You can start your shower off warm, do your business, you know, soap up, wash your hair, and, and get everything done. But you need 60 seconds under that cold water for one week and i guarantee you you will notice a difference all right I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try it i will and i i like that idea of doing it early in the morning because i'm also up early and um i that sounds like a great way to start the day and awful way all at the same time <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say you sound super excited i know yeah. it's it's a combo of like, oh gosh, uh, like 4.30 in the morning. We'll see how it goes. But right now, it's still being summer. It should be all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 80 Can't degrees. guarantee it in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Chuck. It's been such a pleasure and hanging out with me and my child who you might have heard on the episode today because he tried to interrupt multiple times. Um, so sorry yeah. for all of the listeners. If no, that's you okay. hear him. And for Chuck for me, having me press pause multiple times. <laughs> well, if you if you go to Andrea's Instagram page and take one look at that cute little boy, <laughs> you will not be upset. <laughs> he and he is a talker. So if we have, if you ever see us out in public, most likely he will be talking to you because he loves to chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, thanks awesome. again, Chuck. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, yes. uh, hopefully I'll get a re another return uh, invite. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, after we figure out what you're going to do for your birthday challenge, then we can talk about it next year. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. All right, and everyone, go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power Podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the Peaceful Power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.